The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. My name is Jason Spies, the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, coming to you from the Hatch Coaching Studios. We've got a fantastic program in store for you today. Boy, I tell you what, I got a lot of people upset about this COVID-19 loan that uh, they were supposed to be getting close to $10,000, and now it turns out it's only $1,000, and they got to apply now for a interest loan. So, there's some interesting things happening there. I'm going to bring on Zachary Ellis a little bit later on in the program. In fact, pretty soon about commercial credit, talk about some different loans. I'm not going to get him involved in the kerfuffle. It's not his deal. Uh, he's just going to help dispel some of the myths, some of the things that are going on out there. Because I'll be honest, folks, a lot of people that I've talked to were expecting a $10,000 check plus another $1,200 plus another $500 if they got kids. Plus, if they got payroll people on top of that, and then even some people are expecting unemployment. So this is interesting. This is the biggest small business squeeze I've ever seen in my lifetime. This is unprecedented because if you're a small business owner, you ha- your back is up against a wall right now. The corporations are going to get bailed out, and the workers are getting bailed out. In fact, I got a a phone call from somebody yesterday who owns a small business and said that his employee is not only making unemployment, but now they're making an additional $24 an hour on top of it. Not the 15, but they got 24 for some reason. So think about this. This person is making close to $80,000 not working. How can a small business compete with that? Expect that person is making more money not working than they were making while they were working. So here you got all this extra cash they have, and so they're shopping online, and ain't anybody open but the big corporations. So this is this is really starting to become very interesting because you got state governments shutting down businesses, and now you've got the federal government funneling money. To the big corporations and not the people when they said they were going to give it to the people but now they're giving it to the bigger companies this is unreal i mean so i'm not going to get zachary ellis involved with that but i'm definitely going to ask him about where a small business can find some bucks these days because that is the number one email i'm getting from people all right i do want to tell you what folks listen i know we start off with the doom and gloom but that's actually the reality out there for a lot of different people however I've said this from day one. There is still money on the planet. It is still circulating around. Unfortunately, it's not American money. It's global money. Okay, but that's been going on since Bill Clinton opened up NAFTA. In fact, one could argue it's been going on since Richard Nixon opened up the the trade with China. Richard Nixon, the most progressive president in the last 50 years. Do, Do the research. Take a look at the programs Richard Nixon started. He would be considered one of the most progressive presidents in modern day history. Did you know the EPA was started by Republican Richard Nixon? Okay, 
So I like to talk the truth on this program. I like to talk the facts because this is the crude life. We are living the crude life. And guess who else is living the crude life? Blackwater Environmental. They've got some business going. They're busy. They are busy, so we wanted to get them on because, like I said, there's still business to be had. The industry is going through a flux and a change, and I get all that. But that was happening before the COVID-19 shutdown. That was happening with the shenanigans with Russia and Saudi Arabia. But even before then, it was even happening because, remember, folks, what Whiting, who is kind of the, the poster child here in terms of the oil industry, laid off a third of their staff last July. And then they posted a big billion-dollar-plus debt in November. So this bankruptcy and the restructuring that they're going through, that was inevitable anyway. Go back, take a listen to our podcasts and our interviews. We started having those conversations last year, and we tried having them with the public officials, the public officials, and the appointed officials within the industry. They wouldn't have those conversations either. So we tried to have them with people in the industry. So go back and take a listen. That stuff happened long before. But my point is, I'm getting back to my point here, which is there's still business to be had, folks. We still, we're an essential industry. Oil and gas is an essential industry. From the products involved to the equipment used to powering the equipment to transporting, the oil and gas industry is going to be around for a long, long time, okay? But it is going to change, and it's changing right now. And it might not be the same next year. It might only be 60% of what it is now. However, there's still going to be money circulating around the planet. So the oil and gas industry at the end of the day is really mostly about opportunity. So what's happening right now is there is new opportunity. And even though we do talk about some doom and gloom at times, and we do talk about some not so fun news, we try to balance it. And that's why we're bringing Blackwater Environmental on because they're busy. They are busy. In fact, they're so busy that Aaron Jordan, the president, is kicking himself that he did a hiring freeze and didn't hire more people a few months ago, you know, when, when the uncertainty was there. There is a great example of how uncertainty in the marketplace can hold you back. And especially when you got this shutdown happening. I mean, I, I don't I should ask him, do you guys just turn the news off? Because sometimes it's tough to even get up when the news is telling you the world's falling apart, but I'm telling you it's not. Okay, it is not. There are people out there that still want to do business. The crude life wants to do business. We put out content every single day. We're trying to be your eyes and your ears out there. Blackwater Energy is out there sandblasting. They're out there doing new things that they need to do in order to keep business and create new business. In fact, I, I'm, I asked uh, Aaron Jordan, bring on your sales guy too. I, I want to find out how these outside sales guys are adapting because at the end of the day, outside sales is now inside sales. You ever try to cage a bird? They just sit in a cage and talk all day. That's what outside salespeople are right now. They're just sitting around their house talking all day. That's why they got to get out. That's why they got to get out and keep going and moving and things like that. It's a... It's an interesting dynamic what's going on. So anyway, I like to get the sales update from the COVID-19 shutdown because now, nah, I mean, listen, the, the, the HR people and a lot of the office workers, easy transition into the home office. An, out, an outside salesperson, that is a behavioral thing. So that's how I get my kicks in life, folks. I like to find out how people are adapting and changing and that sort of thing because it's fun. It's inspiring, actually.
I shouldn't say kicks. I get inspired by it because, like, what was I talking to Bailey Midkiff the other day? He shows up, all of a sudden, boom, new Corona or COVID-19. Look, at I tried to combine COVID and Corona together. See, Provolone, if we do editing, nobody will know about Kavona. We could have a whole new T-shirt line, Kavona, but no. We're not going to go that direction. Bailey Midkiff at WIC, he shows up and to a, to an outside sales meeting, and they got a new policy because of the COVID nineteen shutdown. Is his client that he's going to meet with, and he's got to do the interview over cell phone through glass, basically, like 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 one of those prison movie type things, you know. And so I find that interesting that people are having to adjust like that. And you know what's great about it, and why it's inspiring? So many people are taking this with stride. And that's where I'm getting to. Listen, I know there's a lot to be upset about right now, but there's a lot to be happy about too. And right now, money comes and money goes. But your family, your friends, your relatives, your relationships, those are what's real. In fact, our money is not even paper anymore. Remember when it was gold and then it was paper? Now it's just faith. Really, it is. It's digital faith. The faith that we're going to be there for each other. The faith that I'm going to do what I say when I get your digital currency, that type of thing. So it's it's a different world that we're living in, folks. And it's going to get a little bit rough, but then it's going to be a lot better. And Zachary Ellis, if we have it. By the way, folks, I do want to mention all the podcast stuff is available at thecrudelife.com. I'm seeing the... Um, the, the little flickering of the lights happening. So I want to get moving because Zachary Ellis with Commercial Credit Group is going to join us here in about 60 seconds. So I need to run through the show really quickly here because we've got uh, Dave Chaput with uh, Sales and Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental, going to join us a little bit later in the program. John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting is our daily radio update on the podcast. Our headlines are available at thecrudelife.com. Our sponsor today, thank you, McKenzie Job Development. McKenzie County, North Dakota is located in western North Dakota. McKenzie County is the heart of the Bakken Shale play, and its unique economy, landscape, and attitude is a big attraction for a lot of oil and gas workers and companies. Once known as the Island Empire, the county, McKenzie County, is bordered by the Yellowstone River, Lake Sakakawea, and the Missouri River, as well as the Little Missouri River. The natural resource-based economy is dependent on farming and ranching and energy development, has landscapes raising from rich farmland to heavy badlands. The county is home to over 500,000 acres of Little Missouri National Grasslands. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous place to live and work. Check out McKenzie County Job Development for more information. You can always visit their website, or you can certainly go to our page, thecrudelife.com. Click on our show page. We have the link there. Or you can go to econdev.mckenziecounty.net slash about. Like I said, just go to thecrudelife.com. We have the links there. But economic development page in Watford City and McKenzie County folks. All right. Once again, thank you, McKenzie County Job Development. Our featured event is still our March Madness Tournament. So much madness, it spilled into April. We have a national championship. Congratulations, Swan Energy! They defeated number two seed target hospitality for the final four videos, scores, bracket results. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on our show page or the final four tracker. 
The Earth's champion, Johnny Green, has stopped by once again and dropped off some Eco Watch, so you might want to check out that as well. Moody River Band is our band, and once again, the Bakken Barbecue phone line is ringing, and we've got Zachary Ellis with the Commercial Credit Group about to join us on the Bakken Barbecue phone line. So Provolone, let's go ahead and patch through Zachary Ellis with the Commercial Credit Group and get a mic level check and roll into it if you wouldn't mind. Doing awesome, Jason. Doing awesome. It is 50 degrees and sunny, so oh. it's a little bit of change in pace. It was 90 a few days ago. So I'm looking uh, out my window, and I have snow blowing by me right now. I'm not kidding you. And by the way, folks, <laughs> it is not even tax day yet. We are a day and a half before tax day as I'm recording this interview, and I'm getting snow here in the Dakotas. Oh, can you believe it? Anyway... So, Zach, you know what I mean, where the government was, you know, they, they, everybody's supposed to get a $1,200 check, maybe an extra 500 bucks if there's a kid. That's not what we're talking about. But a lot of people are wondering, where, where's my check? And, you know, it, it's supposed to be coming, yada, yada, yada. I wanted to bring you in because, listen, I own a small business. I know a lot of people that own small businesses out there. I think small business makes up 75 to 85% of the businesses out there in America today. So there's, there's different uh, check programs, there's 501s, uh, all kinds of different uh, programs out there. So talk to me a little bit about what, what's available out there. I know that you know, small businesses can actually get a little bit of a boost and get a little bit of a, a help right now. Absolutely, absolutely. There really is. There's a lot of options. Small business is something, obviously, that is not only near and dear to me, but it is a large part of America's population as a whole. There's been a couple different things that the U.S. government has put out in regards to this stimulus package. So on a personal level, it's $1,200 per person, $500 additional to each child. But it is tiered based off of income. If you meet a certain criteria, you will get a check. If not, you go over in total annual compensation, you will not get a check. So, unfortunately, it is not for everybody, but majority of America will see that check. Now, transitioning into the small business side of it, the um, government did a $349 billion loan that is simply allotted for small businesses. It is a 1% APR loan. It's a two-year term with six-month deferred payment, no pledge equipment, no pledge collateral, no guarantees. So this is something huge. It is, unfortunately, first come, first serve. And we've seen not only our transportation and construction customers, but also our oil field customers. So what this means is you apply for the loan through your local bank, whether you bank with Wells Fargo, Hometown Bank, Interbank, whoever it might be, you partner with your local bank. They have the application on file, or you can find it on the federal government website. You fill it out. You go to your local bank, get the filing in, and they will help assist in the process. Basically what it is, it's supposed to be a paycheck protection program, meaning if you have under 50 employees, it will provide eight weeks of paychecks, eight weeks of salary, the only thing you have to do along with the application is it has to be put towards payroll cost, and you have to print out your most recent payrolls to uh, aid in that process. And you also have to, I think there's some other stipulations too, right? You got to remain in business or something like that, or you've got to, there was some other, or maybe that was for a different loan. See, that's why I got to call you. There were some other loans involved here too, because we're talking about the paycheck one here, right? Correct. There's okay. Some see, other I got them mixed up. up. I'm, 
I'm thinking of the small business one where it's, see, I, that was my next question. So, okay, we're talking about the paycheck, and that is up to 50 employees. Is that right? From my understanding, it's 50 employees, and it's good for eight weeks worth of paychecks. Okay. Now, that's, that's partnered in with the small business and the paycheck protection, but paycheck protection is essentially the entire thing that every small business is looking at because that's paying employees to – you know, stay on board, uh, obviously increase total revenues and sales and stuff like that. So that's been the big thing that we've seen a lot of our customers focus on, both new customers, current customers, um, you know, customers that may be having a tough time right now. Along with Commercial Credit Group, we're aiding in some of our current book of business and helping customers with monthly payment relief. Some of the other lenders we've seen out there are deferring payments up to 90 days. So I encourage you, if you don't have a loan with Commercial Credit Group, I encourage you to make that call to your lender and state your case, and maybe you'll get 30 days worth of deferment. Maybe you'll get 60. You might even get 90. We're seeing some of the bigger lenders automatically giving 90 days deferment and payments. So that's a huge thing to a guy. What, what type of loans are you servicing right now, I guess? Here lately, we've been looking at a lot of refinancing of debt. You know, the biggest thing, I know we've kind of hit on it each week, but it's it's truly a golden asset to a customer on refinancing debt. Not only are we able to allow deferment, usually our, our usual deferment is 45 days, but we've even stretched out to 90 days till a customer's first payment's due. So you got to think about it. If a customer's payment is due on the 15th of the month, well, today is April 13th, his payment's due in two days, so we can pay off that loan then he starts 90 days until payments on his new loan. Along with refinancing, you are lowering your total cost of ownership. You're lowering your interest rate, um, you know, and you still have a chance to run your equipment, maintain your equipment. And sometimes you can even add equipment here at commercial credit group. We have some, uh, you know, we have some equipment from time to time, whether it's trucks or trailers or centrifuges or, um, you know, whatever it might be, anything oil and gas related, usually we have some sort of piece of equipment to help a customer out, and we can finance that with no money down. What's the contact info? People can get in touch with you. Absolutely. You can reach me by phone at 682-386-7973, 682-386-7973. And that was Zachary Ellis with the Commercial Credit Group. Links for the interview as well as uh, contact information are available at thecrudelife.com. Click on our show page as well as the full-length interview there. All right, coming up next, we have Aaron Jordan, the president of Blackwater Environmental, and Dave Chappett. Provolone, do we have them ready for a uh, patch in and a mic level check, please? Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental. David Chappett, Blackwater Environmental. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me here today. Now, I believe you guys are based in Gillette, Wyoming, if my memory serves me correctly. And Gillette, last time I spoke to some people last week, they didn't have any coronavirus deaths as of yet. And so whether it's good hygiene in Wyoming or it hasn't reached there yet, that's debatable. I'm not going to get into that debate today. But what I am going to get into is that Companies are still taking precautions, and some people are still going out there. In fact, I talked to uh, Williams Insulation Company, WIC, last week, and they've been busier since this whole corona COVID-19 thing happened. And so I thought I'd check in with another Wyoming company out there. And we've got Aaron Jordan, president of Blackwater Environmental. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? 
Hey, not too bad. Dave, we'll get to you in a minute or two here. But first, I wanted to talk to Aaron and find out uh, how things are going there at uh, Blackwater in, in terms of Blackwater Environmental. Excuse me. Don't want to shortchange the name on you there. Uh, Blackwater Environmental. And, you know, how are things going there? Do you guys have, you know, kind of an office environment? Are people working from home? Are people checking in? Are you sanitizing, you know, the... the Doorknobs? I don't know. <laughs> Just thought I'd check in to see what people are doing down th- these days. Yeah, um, most of our office staff, the girls have been working from home. Uh, me and Dave have been in the office the last couple weeks. No big deal. Um, pretty easy. Pretty easy to have the girls work from home because all their stuffs on their computers, everything we've got is, you know, pretty mobile these days. So um, even Dave here, he works remotely most of the time. So. It's been pretty easy. The office cleaning girls has come in like normal and just clean the office. And I mean, you do what you can, I guess. Wash your hands is the biggest thing. Like, yeah. what I'm getting out of it. So. That was the one thing I noticed too. A lot of a lot of the occupations just kind of naturally transitioned into what they were. You know, if you worked in a cube or an office type of a, a desk job, it was very easy to transition to your home office. The outside salespeople, and Dave, this might be where you come in. I, of course, Aaron, if, if you go on outside sales calls as well. But, uh, Dave, you know, some of these outside sales calls, you know, you can show up to a meeting and all of a sudden that day they put up a sign, sorry, no meetings today. And you might have to figure out a, a way to get inventive in order to get some outside sales calls happening these days. But how is the world of sales treating you? You're seeing a lot more of the, you know, the, yeah, a lot of the outside traditional sales lunches and dinners and that sort of stuff have been yeah. replaced for the Zoom meeting and everything else, huh? Hmm. Uh, Aaron, talk to me about about your your role a little bit, you know, as far as what you're doing there in terms of you guys have had some business and and you guys have had to, you know, stay busy at the same time, transition through some of this. Yeah, you know, we. this is usually one of our busiest times of the year, and I'm not going to say it's not busy. Um, we had some major turnarounds at some facilities hold off till the fall of this year and possibly the spring of next year. So a lot of our bigger jobs have been pushed back, but, you know, we, we usually amp up this time of year, hire some more staff, and we kind of shied away from that, and we shouldn't have because I – I had to jump in a hole the other day and sandblast for about five and a half hours. So um, we probably should have went ahead and hired, and we still might the way things are looking. Um, you know, I, I kind of got nervous for a minute and didn't hire some of our seasonal guys, some of our summer guys. And 
might have been a mistake now that we're looking at it. You know, we were having a talk this morning about it that, geez, we should have just hired them guys. It got kind of busy there because they weren't, some of these facilities weren't able to bring in as many contractors as they would have liked for some of this work because of, you know, travel bans and things like that. So they kind of leaned on us local contractors just to pump up and get it done. And that's basically what happened. So, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So in one way we should have hired some guys and the other way it really made us, yeah, made us more profitable because we had less guys and made us really look at the guys we had going, geez, you know, we've got the crews to do this. So it's, you know, it's, it's hand in hand. You think you need more guys and then all of a sudden you're doing the work with the guys you got and go, geez, we, we can go ahead and do this, you know? So hard to say. Yeah. I was going to get really slow and then stayed, stayed the way it was for us. And I was going to mention too. You've you know you mentioned sandblasting. Uh, is that where you're seeing most of your your uh, increase in your in your business coming from, or is there other areas that you're? Is it the painting, the spray liner type of a thing, or? Yeah, it's it's everything. I mean, we had to add a back truck this week to the to our fleet because uh, one of our customers said we need to have a back truck on site, so we we added another truck to the fleet just because we were asked to, because they had to work for it. So um, we're basically spread out on all of our services right now. Sandblasting is a lot of it, because we do a lot of uh, sandblast cleaning for facilities. And then, you know, once you sandblast, more than likely you're going to paint. So we've been doing a lot of that, and a lot of cleaning, and a lot of upkeep, and maintenance issues, you know, things like that. So I, I would say... It's been across the board busy for all of our services. Are you guys uh, only oil and gas, or I mean, being in Gillette, of course, I got to ask you about coal and and some of the other different uh, you know energy sources that are out there. Natural gas, of course, is a pretty big one in in uh, Wyoming without the the crude oil attached to it. So. Are you guys just primarily just the, the crude oil side, you know, that, that oil and gas, or do you venture into other areas too? No, we're we're in the energy sector. We're in the coal sector. Uh, coal's a little slow right now. Energy, we, we've got crews that are working out at power plants and things weekly, daily. Um, that, I would say, that's a larger majority of our business than most. It's oil and gas and energy for the most part that we service um yeah the the oil fields are a little weird now we've got a lot of work in colorado that we can't get to that they're wanting us to hold off on on but you know we've got some oil field stuff going south of town here still and it doesn't seem like they're slowing up at all because they they still got to finish projects you know so i don't see again slow for another couple of months at least they you know this hit kind of fast and still you know you can't just you can't put down the shovel in the middle of the hole you got to finish digging the hole so (laughs) whichever way whichever way you want to fill that hole is 
going to be a different story, but you got to finish digging it, you know? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, this is the one thing I tried to mention to people during the last downturn, you know, in my back, my backyard, the Bach and oil was, I think down to like 40 bucks or something like that. And they were still pumping out a million barrels a day. And so to me, that was pretty substantial that take a shale play like the Bach and where they had never pumped out a million barrels a day. And then there was a big party when they got to a million barrels and a year later, there's a downturn and they're still putting out a million barrels a day. So the innovation continues to innovate. The technology continues to be more efficient. And, you know, the, the thing that this COVID-19 and the coronavirus sh- has shown that the um, oil and gas industry is essential. And it ain't going in anywhere anytime soon. So what? tell me about the customers you're looking for. Because you guys are staying busy. You're keeping some busy. In fact, you were looking at hiring some people out there. We both agree that the industry ain't going to yep. go away anytime soon. So give yourself a plug, you know, kind of what, what, wh- who's, are you looking for, for customers? What kind of services do you guys offer, et cetera? Yeah. So we do everything from tank cleaning to vessel cleaning, sandblasting, coatings, um, facility, facility maintenance. You know, we go in and do boiler work for power plants, sandblast and coat, that kind of stuff. Um, we're doing pit liners, uh, containments around tanks, a lot of the spray liner. We've got a couple of mobile rigs for the spray liner, uh, high-end coatings, all the stuff in the refineries, H2S, uh, stable coatings, things like that. Um, yeah, so any, any of your equipment or pipeline type stuff, the base-less coating is, remarkable yeah it's, it's incredible what it can do internal coating on pipeline we're doing a lot of that we're doing uh foam foam bedding for pipelines uh the foam berms so uh, we're, we're basically an all-around company when it comes to the coatings and the sandblasting vac trucks so we got hydrovac trucks and dry vac trucks and things like that plus mitigation dust Dust collectors, large 30,000 CFM dust collectors that we, you know, set up at facilities when they're doing large turnarounds and they're cleaning and welding and things like that. You know, we can mitigate all the dust out of areas. Um, Just, you know, all around service. Check our website out. You know, a lot of it's on there. If not, it's pretty easy to give us a call and figure out if we can get it done for you. To listen to the full-length interview, Visit thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery.
That's going to do it for today's The Crude Life Podcast. I'd like to thank today's guests for coming on and sharing their knowledge with us. Zachary Ellis with the Commercial Credit Group about his loan programs being offered through the COVID-19 shutdown. Like I said, folks, even when I get upset about things that I don't know what I'm talking about with this COVID-19 stuff, I just call Zach Ellis and he just kind of directs me in the right place and tell you what, sometimes he can't even help me, but that's okay. He, he, he is helping me by not helping me. There you go. Also like to thank Aaron Jordan, the president of Blackwater Environmental for coming on today's program, as well as Dave Chappett over there in sales at Blackwater Environmental. Appreciate it coming on, talking about where your guys' business is coming from and how you're staying business, uh, busy, actually, because in my opinion, that's some valuable information right now because everybody's trying to figure out how to make two bucks into 10 bucks. Actually, let me scratch that, how to turn two bucks into 20 bucks and pick up some business on the books at the same time. So, uh, Aaron Jordan, thank you for coming on Blackwater Environmental. All right, coming up next here, we are going to hand the podcast baton off to John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting for our daily radio update on the podcast. Of course, we do a daily radio update for many radio stations across the United States. And we are about to hand it off, and that is going to be about, what does John talk about today? Oh, the infrastructure, pipeline infrastructure, and the connection point in Cushing, Oklahoma, and also the storage capacity in the United States is close to being full. So John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting coming up in just a moment or two. McKenzie County Job Development, thank you very much for being a sponsor. McKenzie County is located in extreme western North Dakota, and it's unique in its economy, landscape, and attitude. Once known as the Island Empire, the county is bordered by the Yellowstone River, Lake Sakakawea, and the Missouri River, as well as the Little Missouri River. The natural resource-based economy is dependent on farming, ranching, as well as energy development, with landscapes ranging from rich farmlands to heavy badlands. For more information, visit thecrudelife.com on our show page here and click on the McKenzie County Job Development app, or you can certainly go to their website, econdev.mckenziecounty.net econdev.mckenziecounty.net or just go to the Crude Life's show page here, our podcast show page, and click on the link there as well. I believe I said app before. I'm changing that to website link or link website. Okay, Provolone? Got it. Okay, all right. Next featured event, our March Madness Tournament. Congratulations to Swan Energy, our national champion for the March Madness Tournament in 2020, the Crude Life 2020 March Madness Tournament. Swan Energy over Target Hospitality. The entire bracket is available at thecrudelife.com. I'd like to thank Hatch Coaching for being our studio sponsor, the Bakken Barbecue for being our phone line sponsor, and the Moody River Band for being our music crossover here at The Crude Life. That's going to do it for us here, folks. We're going to hand off the baton in just a second to John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting. Provolone, excellent job today on the production elements of the podcast. From the staff here at the Crude Life Podcast, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with John Clark from Clark Energy Consulting. Clark comments on the recent OPEC meeting and how it will impact the oil and gas industry in the next several months. In just a moment, part of our exclusive interview, with John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting right here on the Crude Life Daily Update. 
pricing point for WTI in Oklahoma. And that's where, you know, the product is priced and sold at. And if you've ever been out there, it's interesting. I have a cousin that lives in Cushing, Oklahoma. It's the uh, pipeline crossroads of America. And they have these huge, huge tank farms. I don't know how much each tank holds, but it's got to be thousands of barrels or, or more. Uh, hundreds of thousands possibly that hold all this crude and and we're I think we're close to you know 90% full and some analysts expect that our storage capacity will be full in the next four to six weeks and so there actually have been several midstream companies that have even sent letters to producers asking them to curtail their production which is unprecedented because that goes directly against the pipeline company's interests. You know, they get, they're basically like a toll road. So they get paid, you know, as the oil flows through their pipes and the more volume that goes through it, the more money they make. Um, So if they're asking producers to reduce their production, that certainly means they have limited capacity and, or the pipeline companies, you know, they're, they're the middle party between, you know, the producer and consumer. And so they, that tells me they expect oil prices to be even lower in the, in the coming weeks uh, than it is today because their you know their incentive would be uh, why would we take on this oil now and pay a higher price when it we think it may drop further and then where our storage capacity has been reached at a sooner point in time and then they may actually have a, a differential where they actually have to pay to sell their oil to someone else so it's a it's a lose-lose situation whenever we're reaching this storage capacity limit. Um, and that really goes to tell me that I don't think that even the proposed agreement of 11 million barrels per day cut will balance the oil markets. And many estimate that due to the coronavirus, 20 to 30 million barrels per day of demand has been taken offline. So 11 million barrels per day is, is not going to cut it. Uh, thank you, but not enough OPEC. And even if they do cut, we're still faced with a supply glut. To listen to the full-length interview with John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, please check out our social media pages at thecrudelife.com and our daily podcast heard every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery.
have no trouble with the treble There's no breaks in the place It's just you and me and baby Singing it like we did in the good old days Yeah, we're singing it like they did in the good old days Because we're back to the way It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say. To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life. You know, what do you do in society? You succeed at a thing and then you teach other people how you did it. And now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you. There's a world changer down the street, and his name is Eric Hatch. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects groundbreaking the davis refinery the crude life every monday through thursday with a week in review on friday